Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. On Yahoo Sports Radio. I want winners. Well, next guest, Nate Newton, was one of the best blockers and talkers on the Great Wall of Dallas in the 1990s. Current Cowboys believe they have the best blocking front in football, but, you know, just my opinion, this unit couldn't hold a candle to the bunch that blocked for Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith and powered the Cowboys to three Lombardi trophies in four years. Nate Newton went to six Pro Bowls, more than any offensive lineman in franchise history, other than Hall of Famer Larry Allen. But he got to Dallas in a roundabout way, and he's here to tell us about that today. Nate Newton, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm, pre- I'm honored, and I appreciate it. Hey, Nate, you were undrafted out of college, washed out with the Redskins, wound up signing with the Tampa Bay Bandits of the USFL in 1984. You spent two years starting at guard for Steve Spurrier in the fun and gun offense. In your first season, John Reeves passed for 4,000 yards back in the day when quarterbacks weren't passing for 4,000 yards. So was Spurrier's offense as much fun as it was gun? Oh, yeah, we definitely, man. We were the strength of that uh, team, man, as far as uh, the offense, overshadowing the defense, man. We was, we was guaranteed to get you 35 points, even on a bad day. Uh, John Reeves, uh, John Reeves, uh, the quarterback, uh, really thought he had a quick release, but it was just a great block and he had up front. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he was old, man. You know, John had went through some things, you know. I mean, uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm not a funny type of guy, but if you, if you saw his body in the shower, man, you'd thought he was a prune, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, his whole body was just tried up, you know. <laughs> man, I'm sorry you talk about John. Okay. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, you know better than anybody, uh, Nate, playing in the USFL wasn't exactly like playing uh, with the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East. So what was that first road trip to San Antonio like? It was wild, man. I mean, you're playing in a, in a little small field, man, but the crowd is ruckus and it's, and it's loud, man. And it was it was exciting, man. I mean, we had a lot of great players in that league, man. It, it was exciting. I mean, we had Gary Anderson on our team out of Arkansas, man, played for the San Diego Chargers for many years. So, we, you know, we had Eric Trevillian at that time, Willie Gillespie, we had Ron Simmons. We had a bunch of guys from the state of Florida. So we was just one big happy family rolling through, you know, rolling through these uh, little small towns and cities. <laughs> We're with former Dallas offensive lineman Nate Newton. And Nate, uh, first of all, I'm glad you mentioned Gary Anderson. I was covering the Chargers that time. When he came over to San Diego, he was something mm-hmm. we had never seen before. He was so Lightning electrifying. Quick. Oh, yeah. You remember that first yeah. game against Miami where he somersaulted into the end zone, vaulted into the end zone? You know what, man? That one, that, he used to do that in practice. We used to just look at him do flips and stuff in practice. And when he did that and after, you know, scoring, I was like, wow, that's sweet, man. Yeah, he was a very special talent. He was a specially talented guy. And, and I want to talk about some specially talented teams that you're with. You know, when your first two years in Tampa Bay, the Bandits won 24 games? And they made the playoffs yes. both seasons, but in that That's same right. the, in that same year, in that fall, playing in the same stadium, the NFL Tampa Bay Bucks, Bucks, they basically stunk. I mean, they won eight times in those two years. So tell me this: How would your Bandits have done had they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Do you want the truth, or you just want to make up something? Always <laughs> want the truth, Nate. <laughs> they would have beat us, man. The, oh the NFL no! Just, yes, they would have. They would just. 
They were they were they were more challenging than us. For the for the few great players we had, we didn't have enough consistent uh, B players. We had a, we had a Gary Anderson, Eric Trevelyan, and I think Ron Simmons wouldn't have been able to compete. Uh, we had Fred Dean came from Washington Redskins in the Hall. So we had some A players or some B plus players, but we had also a lot of C players. Myself, I was young trying to learn the game, so they probably would have beat us, man. We would have scored some points, but I don't think we would have stopped them from scoring. Okay, now you, in the USFL, you played against Jim Kelly and Steve Young, Herschel Walker and Anthony Carter, Kent Hall and Kent and Keith Millard. You played against some Hall of Famers, Reggie White, Gary Zimmerman. Has the USFL gotten a bad rap? Did that league play a better brand of football than it's been credited with playing? All I'm going to say is if y'all vote Donald Trump for president, then the world is wrecked. Because that's the wreck then the USFL. I mean, I, I love a man that it can go out and be broke five times and come back and be as rich uh, better the next time, but he ruined us. He ruined us. This league should have still been around, man. The USFL should never went defunct. This should have been something that was springing into the NFL, man. If they would have worked just right, you know, let's look at the great players that came out of there, man. Like you say, the Reggie Whites of the world. I mean, Jim Kelly, you know, even though he was going to be great regardless, you know, Anthony Carter. You know, the, the league, and the NFL didn't feel good about Anthony Carter and say he was too slow. But he was one of the few guys in Minnesota that could take a five-yard slant and go 60 yards for a guy that ran a 49-40 coming out of college. I mean, out of high, out of college, out of Michigan. So we had some players, man, a whole lot of players. Are you surprised nobody's jumped in with another spring league? I mean, there's a place, obviously, in the calendar for spring football. The NFL is done. Rick, the NFL has shot it down. You can't make a move without them. This monster is rolling and it's not going to be stopped for a while. <laughs> Ouch. Well, Nate, I've... Uh... I'm a, I'm a collector of all of all things football, and I'm standing here holding my 1985 copy of the Bandits Press Guide, and mm-hmm. there you are, a trim, yeah. slim, 295 pounds. So I'm just wondering, how oh, does a slim guy like you get become the kitchen? I don't know, but if, that picture, if that's true, that 295 pounds, that something was going right that day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember being that small. I was always 310 or bigger. So, if I was 295, I, that was a lucky day there, man. Something happened fast. Hey, Nate, if you were 310, you had a lucky day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. By the time I got to the NFL, again, you are right about that. But I, I tell you, like this here, you know, when you have something as great as the USFL and how when we pumped it, when our players pumped it to the NFL, you notice we went to another level. And what I'm saying is when you get guys that are, not as uh, as good as they should be, and they get on NFL rosters, don't have a chance to develop. You know, you have a lull in your deal. But when we came into the league, we pumped the league a little bit because the talent was ready to be to, to be put on the field. And I think uh, the NFL is coming back with a developmental league, and, that, and that's truly, truly going to help these guys. Hey Nate, just a guess here, but uh, sounds like you're not voting for Donald Trump, correct? <laughs> no, no, ain't no way in the world I vote for this dude, man. All he got me was three dollars. I mean, we got $3 on a lawsuit? Come on, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're with hey. former Dallas offensive lineman Nate, New- N- Nate Newton, and Nate's got $3 from Donald Trump. But he's also got some good stories. He always has good stories. And my guess is, Nate, you probably have some good ones about the old ball coach. So if you can, give us your best Steve Spurrier story. This won't be funny, but it made me feel good. <laughs> I used to get fined. That's what I'm saying. It's 295. I was I never got fined. I would get fined every week by Coach Spurry, at least $50 a pound, and I was always at least 
12 pounds over, sometimes 150, sometimes $200, because I would always be overweight. One day he called me in his office, and he was mad at me. You know, I had had a bad practice. You know, it was getting towards the end of the season. We was getting ready to have our second playoff game against the Birmingham Stags up in Alabama, who always knocked us out of the, the playoffs with Joe Gibbs, Joe Cribs, and all that running attack they had up there. But anyway, he called me in the office, man. He looking at me, man, red face. You know, he had me doing his lips slinging his hat around and they come in and sit down help us see I just I don't understand how good a talent is you 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 you're fat and this he was just talking. All of a sudden man, he just stopped and sat down and he looked at me and he just threw a lot of money up on the um, table. It was like two or three thousand dollars. I said, Wow coach, what's this about? Well, that's the money overweight. I ain't gonna find you overweight. You don't make enough to be to be fine you know, overweight. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I I it tripped me out. But you were not find a more uh, intelligent guy. Hey, hey, fellas, excuse me, what? Darren Wilson, great, great ring of honor. They just, Rick, they just put Darren into the ring of honor. I'm doing an interview with Rick Gosling oh, and the guy. Yeah. Hey, 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 they just put him in the ring of honor. Yeah. And so, but back to the story of Coach Spurry, I'm sorry. He was a mind. He could just sit there and doing practice and draw plays up on the paper. And, and, and he would run them right there in practice. And they would work. I mean, so. <laughs> The only I say drawback to Coach Spurry is he's so smart, and he started this thing where he holler out to the quarterbacks and tell them who to throw the ball, and I think that slows down the development of quarterbacks. You can't tell a guy where to throw the ball. The coverage you tell a guy where to throw the ball. <laughs> so you got more yeah. money from Steve Spurrier than you did from Donald Trump. Yes, I did. Yeah, I got about <laughs> two, $3,000 from Coach Spurrier. I only got $3. I mean, we had like 1,500 players. How are you going to split up $3? $3? Wow. <laughs> okay, Nate, you now now give us your best Jimmy Johnson story. Okay, the best Jimmy Johnson story. One day we was in practice. We was out in, in Austin. A hot day. We had just did like a fifth straight day in two days, right? And uh, the players started complaining, you know, and Michael Irvin complained. Then Jimmy pays attention because Rick will tell you, Mike was the hardest working player in the NFL. So he walked past Mike. Mike, how your hamstring? Coach, I'm doing all right. I think I'm going to try today. Hey man, how you doing? How how you how you cab, man? Coach, I don't know, man. He said, but we'll keep you out of uh, nine on seven. I said, Troy, how you on? I said, I see your little stories. No, nah, Coach, I'm gonna try to wing it too. He walked up and then looked at me and said, Hey, Nate, you had you had a good practice yesterday. You better have a better one today because you're on the block. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? You worry about everybody else and they bother any concerns. But he told me I better have a great day because I'm on the chopping block. I'm like, wow, where the inspired guy? <laughs> you know, but that's how they did me. They 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 was hardball with me because they knew I needed to be pushed a little bit. Well, now we're gonna put you on the spot. See what you think of your old Cowboy team. Who wins a game, one game for it all? Nineteen ninety two Cowboys versus the two thousand and fourteen Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Uh, we win that game, man. We win that game because they ain't got nobody to stop us. They ain't, they, ain't, they, they we we can stop them. Charles Haley, Tony Tolbert. Darren Wilson, we stopped them. We can stop them. We, you know, we we got guys to stop them. And, you know, and uh, you know, all they got is uh, uh, the running. I mean, the, the quarterback Brady. You get me excited, brother. I'm stumbling. There ain't no way in the world, brother. I'm about to cut. I'm about to. There ain't no way in the hell they could beat us. Nah, we were too physical, too mean, and just didn't give a damn. That's the bottom line. Well, what if yeah, the footballs were underinflated, Nate? <laughs> they can be underinflated, overinflated, and, and by the way, that's 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 that. They don't need to do that guy like that. That guy is too great of a player. And even if he did deflate the balls, 
find the guy, let the guy play ball. Don't mess up his legacy. Don't smear him like that. Don't do him like that. This this stuff has been done way way worse than what this kid did. Please don't do this kid like that. It's not it's not worth it. It's not, it's not good for the league. Hey Nate, you know, unfortunately. We are out of time, but we can't thank you enough for stopping by, and especially thanks for entertaining us these last 12 minutes, as you did for so many years as a voice in the Cowboys locker room. Hey, man, it's great talking to the legends, man. <laughs> Have a great day, and may God bless you. Thanks, thanks Nate. Nate. You're the best, Nate. All right. Thanks, Nate. Bye-bye. What legends he talked about? Oh, yeah, Goose Gossens. Goose, with us. Hall of Famer. Goose. Yeah. That was former Dallas lineman and rock on tour Nate Newton. Ron, what's a rock on tour? He was a former squirrel. We'll tell that to Nate next time we get him on, and we need to get him on more often. For now, though, we'll take a break before returning with a legacy of the USFL and Jim Mora. This is the Talk of Fame Network.